my mic on? I can't remember if I turned it on. Okay, good, 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 good. I didn't want to come back here and turn it back off. But um, before I do get started, though, I do want to honor our pastors. Shout out to our pastors who uh, just love you all so much and very thankful for you. Even yesterday, just sitting down with me and just helping me process, talk about things, just the fact that he would take time to do that. And um, he thinks the same way. They both think the same way about every single one of you. If they could, they would sit down with all... 10,000 people that come to our church, but we don't want to see them on the side of the road smoking weed. So uh, that's why we have other people on staff. So connect with people, connect with people and talk through it. Um, but we've been on this uh, really, really good series. Um, I guess it's been five weeks, uh, our 12 stones, 12 stones, okay? Um, so if you have not jumped in the journey, it's not too late. You can go to Spotify or whatever and check out some of the previous weeks. But these 12 stones are um, our core and value of us as a church. If Jesus was walking around in the flesh, this is some of the language he would be using. This is some of the things he would be teaching, and he did teach in the Bible. So today, I'm going to be talking about we speak to mountains. We speak to mountains, okay? Um, I've, got a, I've got two scriptures, and then i got a passage I'm going to paraphrase. So I promise this will go quick, so I'm not going to take too long. But the two scriptures I'm going to read, we'll start in Mark 11:23. Mark 11:23. it says, Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Not maybe. It will be done for them. And then uh, we'll go to Luke 10, 19. Luke 10, 19. It says, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. This passage right here uh, I actually kind of gets me motivated. Jesus just sends the 72 out, and they come back, and they're like, man, we just kicked their butts. And he's like, that's right. I've given you all power and authority. You just keep going and doing what I have called you to do. But for us at Shoreline, there's some real mountains all around us, all right? I mean, you flip on the news, mountains. You look in your, wherever you put your bills, mountains. You, maybe some of your families, mountains. There's just mountains all around us. But I want you to know here at Shoreline what we believe. We believe that we can speak to those mountains. We believe that God has given us the power and the authority to be able to cast that mountain. It's not because of us. It's only because of God. So I want to give you a few handles, a few handles that jumped on my heart. I was reading this passage, and I, everybody's familiar with the story of David, all right? Everybody knows um, in 2 Samuel chapter 17, we're not going to go there. Uh, you can read it on your own time. I would even encourage you, you may think you already know the story, but it never fails. Every time I go back, I always get a new revelation of something. And David is probably the story I've read the most, and I'm reading through this, and I'm like, man, okay, I, I, I never thought about this. But let me, let me paraphrase a few things, a few handles that I, I picked up last night. Um, one, what, what was happening here is Jesse, David's uh, father, tells David, Hey, here's some food. I want you to take it to 
your uh, brothers who are in the trenches and uh, because there's about to be a big battle, the Goliath's down there screaming and shouting. He's the big mountain here, okay? And he's telling uh, Israel that you are nothing, your God is nothing, and send out your mightiest warrior, bring him on. I will trample him. I will beat him. And Jesse says, hey, go check on your brothers. And the Bible says immediately the next morning, David arose. And I started, and, I, and this is important to me because when you read like, even like the hall of faith, when you read some of their stories, you see the immediate obedience yeah. that each of them does. Abraham, go sacrifice your son. The Bible says immediately he arose. And I think this is important because if we don't immediately arise, the excuses start becoming really, really big. Every day that passes, a new excuse comes with that day. Oh, man, but I don't know if I have time for that. I don't know if, I, I, how are they going to respond? You know, I, I'd rather it just be funky in the air than have to actually go and talk to this individual. I want to encourage you. There's some of you in this room. There's some of you that are online. You need to immediately arise. There's some things that need to be taken care of that God is saying, hey, I need you to go take care of this mountain. Quit casting it to the side. Quit putting it off. God is saying, I want you to go directly after this thing and go talk to them. So David immediately arose. He immediately arose. He's taking a stroll down there. He's got some food in his hands. He's going to go visit his uh, brothers. And then he hears the taunts from the mountain. He hears the taunts from the giant. Who is this giant? Who is this person talking all this mess? David's over there chirping. Remember, David's a little boy here, all right? He, he's just, he, even uh, Saul describes him as a little boy, a little shepherd boy uh, later on. Um, but, uh, and David's, he's kind of, he's kind of talking trash himself. And some of the soldiers hear this and they go and report back to King Saul and King Saul says, bring me this boy here. Saul doesn't really know who he is. He's like, Hey, bring, bring this person that's saying that he can, he can defeat him. And then, uh, so David, he shows up to Saul's tent and it, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, whatever, uh, whenever Saul looks at him, he immediately goes, you can't do this. You're just a boy. You can't, you can't go fight this giant. You're just a shepherd boy. Just go back into the field. And I love David's response right here. Because David could have chosen right at that moment to believe what Saul was telling him. But instead, David started remembering the battles that he had already fought. He looks at King Saul. I want you to picture this in your brain because this isn't just another person talking to another person. This is a little shepherd boy talking to a king right now. And he's like, no, no, no. You've got this messed up because one time a lion came at me. One time a bear came at me. And because of who my God is, I was able to conquer that lion and that bear. So this giant out here that keeps talking all this trash, you better believe that I will bring this victory. Check, check, this, what, check what happens here. Immediately, King Saul goes, okay. Because of what David believed in himself, it persuaded a king to now believe in him. What you believe in yourself in this moment will persuade other people to believe that I can conquer that mountain too. 
if we're walking around with our heads down and like, I don't know, I don't know, you better expect everybody in your crowd to be saying, I don't know, I don't know. You better believe the news is saying the same thing. I don't know if we're going to get through this. But instead, us as Shoreline City, we're like, no, 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 no. I remember the small victories that God has already given me. I remember when he was faithful in that wreck. I remember when he was faithful and he gave me that money to help pay my bills. You better believe that he's going to come through. And people around you will say, okay, because you believe I believe. Because you believe I believe. And then, and then uh, this next piece, uh, Saul takes his own armor and he puts it on David. He puts it on David. And David's walking around and He's like, man, this feels a little bit uncomfortable. I was like, I, I, I can't wear this. Remember, he's just a little boy. I remember uh, whenever I first uh, decided I wanted to go to church, like I, I, I didn't grow up in church, all right? So I didn't know the church lingo. I didn't know what to wear. And uh, I talked to my friend. I was like, hey, I, I don't know what to wear to church. And he was like, oh, say no more, man. We'll just go up to K. We'll go up to K&G fashion. Said <laughs> true story, true story, all right? And we'll go get a suit. We'll go get a suit, okay? So I go, because I think you have to wear, we, we're like, I think you got to wear a suit to go to church, right? So, um, so we go to K&G Factory, and I, I think it used to be K&G Factory. Now it's K&G Fashion, all right? Um, but we go there, and I didn't just pick out a suit, okay? He and I decided that it would be a good idea to get a purple suit. <laughs> It wasn't just a purple suit. I don't know any other way to describe it, but it was like a pimp purple suit, all right? I put this thing on, and immediately I was like, man, I feel so uncomfortable, but this is what I got to do to go to church. I'm going to go to church. I show up to Shoreline Austin. This is a true story. I show up, show up to Shoreline Austin. I'm there for 15 minutes, and I'm like, nah, I got to go, man, because there is nobody wearing a purple suit. In that. I immediately go home. Here's the deal, though. I felt uncomfortable because it wasn't what I was supposed to be wearing. What I was supposed to be wearing was already in my closet. What I was supposed to be wearing would have gotten me in the door, but instead I was thinking I needed to put something else on. And I want to encourage you there. The world, your friends, your family has been trying to put other things on you and dress you and stuff that God is saying, nope, that is not what you are supposed to be wearing. What you need, you already have. I have already put that spirit on the inside of you. I have already given you the power and the authority. I've already given you a voice. I've already given you a platform. I've already given you everything you need. So I need you to take off those garments, take off those things that the world has trying to, been trying to put on you and know and know that God is enough in your life. So today, today, we're going to arise and immediately conquer. Today, we're going to believe in ourselves because God believes in us, and we're going to put on what he says we should wear. Love you so much, Shoreline. Have a great day.